For almost seven years, fans of the Elder Scrolls have been enjoying and cursing at Bethesda's fifth installment, Skyrim. In 2011, on the 11th of November, the world awakened to a jaw-dropping leap in RPG fantasy games. Having obtained numerous awards including Game of the Year for 2011 and outstanding feedback from the gaming community, Skyrim went down incredibly well. However, as with most Bethesda games, it was littered with bugs and problems that fans of the Elder Scrolls were quick to notice. We've pulled together 10 likes and dislikes about the Elder Scrolls v Skyrim. Warning, spoilers ahead. We're going to begin on high ground so here's 10 things you'll love about this unique game. 1. The many pathways you can choose make this game almost last forever. This has been added to even further with, yet another, re-release of Skyrim, special edition which allows other players to upload mods which are all available to download for free. Bethesda have also added two large DLCs and one small DLC. Dawnguard, Hearthfire and Dragonborn meaning no matter how many times you play this game, you can almost always choose a new path and re-experience it again and again. 2. The huge selection of spells and their effects have improved immensely over Skyrim's predecessor, Oblivion. This includes the all-new language of the dragons that allows the player to focus their power into a thuum or shout comprised of three words that the player can locate in different parts of the world and unlock using the souls of slain dragons. These powers can be devastating to your enemies and truly turn the tide of war which brings us to the next in our list. 3. The Civil War Skyrim is currently home to two main factions that are in the middle of a civil war. The Empire and the Stormcloaks the Empire has struck a peace treaty with the High Elves of the Aldmeri Dominion called the White Gold Concordat which has brought temporary peace to the land so long as the Empire agreed to outlaw the worship of Talos, the man-god Tiber Septim, who has been regarded by the Nords as one of the greatest of the Nine Divines. The Stormcloaks, which is mostly comprised of Nords, have seen this treaty as nothing less than treason of the highest order and have since begun a rebellion against the Aldmeri Dominion and the Empire which the player can choose to either aid or fight against. This makes a pretty cool storyline that's both rewarding and enjoyable. 4. Werewolves Yes, the fifth installment has brought the player a chance to become a fearsome, powerful werewolf if one so chooses as to progress into the questline of the Companions, a group of fearless warriors on a mission to reclaim all the pieces of Wathrad, the formidable weapon of Ysgrammer, and wipe out the remainder of their nemesis the Silver Hand, a band of merciless werewolf hunters. Becoming a werewolf grants the player incredible power, speed and the ability to cause devastation in the holds of Skyrim. 5. Skyrim is now home to the ancient dragons, lead by Alden, the World Eater. The main quest line focuses on finding the blades, an old band of warriors who protected the emperor and poorly if you have played Oblivion and remember the opening scene, who were also secret dragon hunters. Once the blades have been reformed, it's time to start slaying some dragons by fetching an Elder Scroll and using its power to decipher the way to finally put an end to Alden once and for all in the Nordic afterlife, Sovngarde. 6. The Dark Brotherhood actually has a decent questline. As we delve deeper into the quests that are given to us by Astrid, leader of the Dark Brotherhood that's currently nothing more than a shadow of its former self as the brothers and sisters have abandoned the five tenets and forsaken the unholy matron, the Night Mother and since lost all its power and fear in Tamriel. The Dark Brotherhood are now on a mission to reclaim their once-feared reputation and are given the chance to meet a man named Amand Modier who tasks the Dark Brotherhood with an immense contract, to kill the Emperor of Tamriel, Titus Me Too and a number of people who are all linked to him. 
Assassinating for the Brotherhood gives a variety of ways to complete the mission, and should you take up the chance to do it in a very specific way, you'll also receive a bonus reward. 7. Daedric quests in Skyrim can be challenging, fun and rewarding as the player will receive a very unique item from each Daedric Prince including a favorite return from those who played Oblivion, Shigarath the Daedric Prince of Madness and the infamous Wabajak, a staff with the power to have a completely random effect on its target, be it death or even turn the target into a chicken or mud crab. 8. The Perk Tree. New to Tess, the Perk Tree allows the player to advance further into a trained skill than ever before by using perk points gained by leveling up. These points can be used to purchase additional abilities in any of the 18 skills allowing the player to gain bonuses and, well perks which really does make all the difference. 9. Escapes from Prison. These fun little escape routes can certainly be challenging for those of us who like to serve our crime time in jail rather than pay the bounty or maybe even flee to become an outlaw in every hold. Each of the nine hold offer the player a chance to undertake a unique jailbreak challenge where it really is exactly as it sounds. The player can break out of jail, recover their belongings and ride off into the snowy horizon. Each hold's jail is different from the next meaning one time you could be serving time and escape through crumbling walls leading to abandoned pathways or you could be sneaking past a gigantic frost atronach in a freezing cave. 10. Marriage is all new to tests and players can marry from a vast selection of people, most of these only become available once you have completed a small quest or favor for them. Bethesda certainly didn't leave out the LGBTQ plus community as players can have same-sex marriages. The marriage dialogue line can be triggered by simply wearing an amulet of Mara about the neck before engaging into conversation with your chosen spouse and then it's off to rift into the temple of Mara where you're surrounded by all your friends to witness this joyous occasion. Skyrim is filled with so many enjoyable activities and quests it's easy to get lost in the fantasy world that is Tamriel. As with any great game, it also comes with its not-so-good points that fans of the series have taken to the internet to express and hopefully, See some better changes in the officially announced The Elder Scrolls V. Here are 10 things about Skyrim that fans really don't like. 1. Combat. This has been a huge downfall for the game, the fighting in Skyrim is very clunky and clumsy with barely a flowery of a sword in sight. Wielding two-handed weapons makes this even more prominent as the player swings wildly at the enemy without so much as making a dent in the enemy's armor. This combat style is very dated and when you compare it to other games of similar age such as Assassin's Creed Revelations, it's hard to believe that Bethesda put so little effort into such an important aspect of the game. 2. Bugs and I don't mean the eight-legged giant frostbite spider you find in the woods, no, this game is filled with glitches and gaming bugs that make bring this incredible game down a few pegs. Some of the bugs are harmless and even comical, but when you're trying to complete a quest and a quest marker just won't activate, it can get more than a little frustrating. 3. No Arena If you've played Oblivion you'll remember the moment you first entered the arena in the Imperial City and one by one bested all the opponents with your limitless power to become the grand champion. Apparently the developers decided to remove this from Skyrim and now fans must cheer themselves on. 4. Civil War Yes, I'm putting this in the cons section as well and I have my reasons. If you've sided with either the Imperials or the Stormcloaks and completed the Civil War, you'll realize that it really doesn't make a difference to the economy or society who runs Skyrim. The only real difference you'll notice is which person takes up the role of the Jarl. 5. Nothing you do ever really affects the game. 
Sure someone might leave you an inheritance or you may end up with a few quests you can no longer pursue but seriously? No repercussions for anything you do, not even killing the emperor. 6. Your character never speaks. This is something that has really annoyed a lot of fans, me included. The only time you'll ever hear anything at all is if you take damage or using a thuum and even then the voices are pretty generic for most races. I understand it might take a lot more effort but it took them 5 years to go from Oblivion to Skyrim anyway, and we've had 7 years and counting until the next installment. 7. Most enemies have sucky gear. The vast majority of enemies wear iron, steel or in some rare cases for higher level players, dwarven and glass. This doesn't make any sense considering a vast majority of bandit caves and hideouts actually have a smelter and smithing capabilities which makes plundering almost pointless. 8. The end of the Dark Brotherhood questline really has fans gritting their teeth in frustration. The role of the listener is arguably the most important role one can play. Taking heed to the Night Mother's word, delivering it to the speaker to arrange contact with a client, accepting the contract and details, passing it over to the leader of each sanctuary who then hands the contract to the correct assassin to carry out. Except, in Skyrim, apparently the listener now has to do everything even after the Dawnstar Sanctuary has been rebuilt. Where did the hierarchy and chain of command go? To rise to the rank of listener is the greatest honor one can receive, with even sweet Cicero having gone mad waiting to hear the Night Mother's voice. 9. Alden sucks. There, I said it. For all the build-up and the hype of him being the world-eater and firstborn of Akatosh. If you played the last installment, Oblivion you'll know the incredible power Akatosh possessed as the giant dragon, one of the nine divines that Martin Septim embodied when he destroyed the Amulet of Kings to banish Mehrunes Dagon back into Oblivion, forever sealing shut the hellish gates 200 years before the events of Skyrim. With all that power, you'd have been forgiven for thinking his firstborn would have inherited a fraction of that power. He is most definitely not the hardest boss battle which makes the final showdown in Sovngarde pretty anticlimactic. 10. The College of Winterhold has so many flaws it really deserves an entire post in itself. The entire questline feels so unfinished and incredibly short with only 8 quests in its entirety, not including 5 side quests that the college offers. Although main questline of the college did introduce some unique and interesting concepts such as the Eye of Magnus which holds incredible power that is then taken by the Illusion Sigic Order for safekeeping because apparently we can't be trusted with it. For a college, it really doesn't do much teaching and learning other than training certain magical skill trees. So there you have it, 10 things you'll love and 10 things you'll hate about Skyrim. If you have any more suggestions of things you love and hate about this game or any others, or if you want to get in contact to submit ideas for game slash movie reviews, head over to the contact page and drop me a message. Just to clarify, these are all just opinions and you may agree or disagree with these statements. Follow me on Twitter at GenerationNT1 and subscribe to the mailing list to get instant access to new material. I'll also be launching a podcast soon where I'll discuss supernatural myths and legends so be sure to drop in, and I'll post when where you can join me.